0: On the throw to first base, and the Royals have tied the game. For the very best in baseball, this is the place you want to be. We're where you want to be. Baseball with the Royals. Let's get it going on the Lockdown Royals Podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I'm your host on the Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. That's R-Y-L-A-N. Underscore STI LES on today's show. We're going to talk about the Kansas City Royals and how this season is it's time to shift, it's time to pivot on this season for the Kansas City Royals. They drop last night's game nine to two to the White Sox. They get swept by the White Sox, and this is before they even enter a dangerous stretch in their schedule. So the season's over, folks. This season is over. Uh, from now on, uh, the scores don't matter. Winning and losing doesn't matter. Uh, this season is over. They didn't take care of business in early August and, and late July, the way I said that they had to, if they wanted to compete. Now, uh, luckily, some of you didn't buy into the narrative that they're going to compete uh, that in a shortened season with eight teams making it into the postseason and Mike Matheny just spewing his nonsense about wanting to compete Uh, Some of you still didn't buy-in, which, good for you. Uh, That was the right way to go. Uh, Mike Matheny has been nothing short uh, of below average. You didn't get an upgrade from Ned Yost. Uh, You probably stayed the exact same from where Ned Yost was. So that that kind of altered the expectation for this team. Uh, You call up Brady Singer and don't wait eight days. You can't wait eight days, so you call it Brady Singer, for nothing. For a team that's three and seven, and for all intents and purposes, eliminated from the postseason. Uh, Again, that move was so stupid. Because there's only two ways it pans out. You either make the playoffs this year, or you re-sign him in six years. They're not making the playoffs this year, folks. So that leaves you to re-sign him in six years. And if he turns into the quality arm that we think he will, pitchers do not stay in Kansas City. They cost too much money. So, that move was idiotic. I said at the time, it was idiotic. For for one start, you have lost a year of control on the back end that could have extended your window whenever you're ready to compete. Ridiculous. At least with Bubich, they waited the, the service time days, and he's fine. So... He'll, he'll be okay in this service time manipulation aspect of things. So, uh, you, you look at this roster, they're not good. Uh, they're not as good as we thought they were. Uh, no one is really competing. No one's stepping up. Uh, basically, the roster is with Merrifield, and that's it. Maybe Salvador Perez, uh, Franco's been okay, I guess. Uh, that's been your roster, you know, you get to the third guy and you're saying he's okay, I guess. They don't have any starting pitchers. Uh, Brady Singer has been fine, but he's, he's he's literally someone making his Major League debut. Boobish was fine. Duffy unravels like always. No one seemingly, seemingly can get out of the fourth inning. None of your starters can get out of the four, fourth inning. Uh, so that leads to your bullpen being taxed. You know, you're relying on Scott Barlow to make like six appearances already. What can this team do? If, if you're still holding out hope for this team, what do you like about it? And look, when Hunter Dozier gets back, you're going to have Merrifield, you're going to have uh, Perez, you're going to have Dozier, who I think are good hitters. You're going to have however many times that Jorge Soler can run into a home run. But uh, Michael Franco will be decent, of course. But we're all, terrible. Nicky Lopez hasn't been able to get into a rhythm. McBroom has been terrible. Anyone you put out there in center field has been terrible. Uh, but, again, that will be fixed with with Mayfield going over to center and Dozier back and right uh, to kind of lengthen your lineup a little bit. But this team's bad. This is a bad baseball team. Uh, one of the worst baseball teams I truly believe now, uh, something I hadn't believed all year long. Uh, all year long since, since we started this podcast back in December, I've been saying that they're going to finish at least fourth. But there's no way they'll finish below the Tigers. They're going to finish below the Tigers. The Tigers are going to be are a much better team. Uh, they're better managed. They're better everything. They do everything better than Kansas City does. Everything about the Tigers is better than Kansas City. And they haven't even called up Casey Mize, their top prospect. So I don't know what there is to say um, about the games from this weekend. They got swept. They look terrible. Uh, yesterday was kind of a microcosm of this season. Uh, you get out to a one nothing lead in the second. You give it up in the fourth. You tie it back up in the fifth. It stays tied to the seventh, and then you give up a seven spot. You have seven runs in one inning, and that's all she wrote. You only get six hits. You make two errors. You lead the the league in errors. So, uh, at, at every way, fielding, pitching, hitting, they're terrible. Fielding, pitching, hitting they are the worst team in baseball. One of the worst teams in baseball. At every aspect. Manager, at best you can say he's below average, I think he's terrible. So, it's time to shift the expectation. Don't let these games matter anymore. Don't don't care about the games, don't care about uh, the win losses anymore. Uh, your season is over with a 3 and 7 record. Because coming up you're going to play the Cubs this series. The Twins, the Reds, the Twins, the Reds. You're not making out of that alive. So it's time to shift into a new line of thinking. But first, I want to tell you about our good friends over at Postmates. With Postmates, you can get food delivered without leaving your house or even opening your door. Given what's going on in the world, they've created non-contact deliveries. And whenever I order from a local restaurant, everything gets set right outside my door. I don't have to see anyone or be in contact with anyone. They also pick up Postmates from anywhere, your favorite takeout restaurants, local restaurants, because it's important right now to support your neighborhood spots. It's important to support your local economy, and it's a great way to support my community by using Postmates. Postmates does not just deliver burgers and sushi, they also make my life easier by picking up what I need from places like Walgreens, 7-Eleven, and dropping it right outside my door. Download the Postmates app for iOS or Android, find your favorite places, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credits for the first seven days with the app. To start your free deliveries, download the app. Use code Locked On. Again, that's code Locked On for $100 of free delivery credits for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. So it's it's time to stop caring about the wins and losses in this season for the Royals. Uh, they've lost this season, uh, even with the expanded postseason, even with. Uh, the shortened season, uh, you've put yourself in too big of a hole to climb out of. Uh, you go up against the Cubs this week, and I know that they have a bad bullpen. You have a bad lineup. So that kind of negates itself. Uh, so you're going to lose to the Cubs. You're going to lose to the Twins, who's going to just absolutely destroy, destroy your pitching. You look at what they've done to the Indians uh, pitching staff. Uh, three runs, two runs every single game with a, the with a immaculate pitching staff in Cleveland they're going to score 15 runs a game against Kansas City. And you play play the Twins about three times this month. Good luck with that, Mike Matheny. This team sucks. This is a bad baseball team. This is a fifth-place baseball team. And I I, I tried to be optimistic because of what Dayton Moore was saying, what Mike Matheny was saying, and what you look at with your own eyes. Whit Merrifield has been the only one to, to, to step up this season. Solaire has not gotten the home runs he's needed, which is the, the issue with a 2020-style a hitter. If they can't get home runs, they're useless. Right now, Solaire's useless. He's not hitting enough home runs. Perez has been good. Uh, Cordero has not been anything of note. F- Franco has been, has been, again, decent. He's been serviceable. Gordo has been terrible. Mondesi's been god-awful. Nicky Lopez has not really been given a chance to even compete. So, there's that. Uh, Brett... Phillips is awful. Bubba Starling's awful. Uh, Ryan McBroom has been bad. And, and then again, like yesterday, Cam Gallagher played. Doesn't matter. He, he's, he didn't really affect anything, as always. Uh, but still, the lineup is awful. You're going to get Hunter Dozier back. That'll help. They'll be something fun to watch, but they're still not going to be good enough to compete. Your pitching staff's got awful. Uh, Duffy can't make it through five innings without unraveling on himself. Singer. Fun pitcher to watch. He's still a young guy. I don't know how he's going to maneuver the Twins lineup. Heck, I don't know how he's going to maneuver the Cubs lineup. Coming up tomorrow night. Same with Boobich. Now, at least those two guys are fun to watch. I, we know what's going to happen with Duffy. Duffy's not fun to watch. He sucks. Duffy unravels himself in the fifth inning. It's the same. Every start for him is the exact same. He has a, he has one good start a season. Maybe two. Opening day was his good start, and he didn't, he didn't even make it through four innings. That was his good start for the year. That was good Danny Leffy. We'll see what he can do tonight against a good Cubs lineup, but he's a bad pitcher. On most teams, he's a number four. He just so happens to be on a bad team, so he gets to act like he's a number one. The bullpen is fine, uh, but not whenever you have to use them every single game. Not whenever every single pitcher goes four innings, and that's the problem with this team. When the Rays do bullpening, when the Rays do bullpen days, they are followed up by Tyler Glass. Now, they're followed up by Charlie Moore, Charlie Morton, excuse me, going multiple innings to save that bullpen for the next couple of days. They're not followed up by Danny Duffy, Jacob Junis, Kyle Zimmer. I mean, they're not far, You know, they're not followed up by guys who can't make it out of the fourth inning. So the bullpen, we can't really have a a good assessment on. We know that Barlow's not that good. Other than that, they've been used too much. You don't know if it's fatigue. You don't know what it is because they started the season out really good. The bullpen did. So uh, I'll backtrack on the bullpen a little bit. We don't know for sure if they're terrible or if they're good. Zuber has looked very impressive. I know he's given up a couple home runs. He's looked very impressive. Holland uh, didn't look good last night, but that was his first time looking shaky, and again, a lot of that can be attributed to to him having to work, that workload he's had. So the bullpen's the only thing that you're holding out hope for that can be good, uh, and maybe somehow, in a miraculous way, Hunter Dozier gets back in 10 to 14 days and turns this lineup around, but in 10 to 14 days, you're going to be buried, so it doesn't matter. So the, 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 the attention has a shift to individual players. You have to see what Mayerfield continue to do what he's doing right now. Because Whit Merrifield is hitting home runs. He's hitting for power in the gaps. Whit Merrifield is being an elite hitter at the plate. And you need him to stay elite for the 60-game season. That way in the offseason, you can flip him. You can flip him for something great. You want to see Perez continue his, his play at the plate and make sure this is not just a, a random hot streak. Because with Perez, sure, he's getting up there in age, but he still has a second level to go, as all catchers do. All catchers have a second wind, so to say because you can move them from that catcher spot to first base. So he he's up there in age for a catcher. He's not going to be catching much longer. But if he can still hit, he'll still have a job at first base. So I, I want to see if he can still hit. Uh, Franco, I like what I've seen from Franco. He, I mean, uh, he's, he's had errors at the, in the field, which is to be expected. He's not a good fielder. That's why he didn't really pan out in Philadelphia. Uh, he got off to, off to a little bit of a slow start, but I think that we we're not accounting for – the Cleveland pitching staff you went up against. I mean, again, the Cleveland pitching staff has held the Twins to like three or two runs every time, and it's a credit to the Twins for even getting those runs. That's how good that Cleveland pitching staff is. If Cleveland had a lineup, they'd be a heck of a team. If Cleveland had a lineup, they'd be a heck of a team. But Franco's been good. I, I like Franco. Uh, Gordo's been awful. Mondesi has been dreadful this season, just dreadful. And he got banged up last night, but, but he's been dreadful. And again, we've went down this lineup before. So so it shifts into uh, you need to watch Merrifield. You need to watch Solaire. Those are two guys that you're thinking you might be able to trade. You need to watch Kennedy because he's someone who you can possibly trade in August. Now, Soler and Merrifield, I don't think you make that move in August. It, there's not enough time. There's simply not enough time to, to pull off a trade that, that would be satisfying for Dayton Moore. Uh, but for Ian Kennedy, you don't have any time. So you're going to need to rush this trade. So if he continues to look good, which is why I don't. This is why I think that we're not seeing him a ton um, in this in the heavy workload situations. It's because you, you don't want to tank his value. Uh, so Kennedy is someone you need to watch to make sure you can still trade him. Mondesi is someone you need to watch because he's been god awful, and you have Bobby Wood Jr. coming up. and And what is Mondesi? I mean, we we in Kansas City have hyped him up to be some prospect, some 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 top prospect. He's simply not. He's 25 years old, and Respected people around national nationally around baseball have never thought of Mondesi the way people in Kansas City do. So people need to reevaluate Mondesi this season and take it for what it is. Hopefully, he can get back up to you know a two a two sixty hitter, less than a three hundred opp. It, that's what he is, and, and if anyone has to change their play style or have to change their position, it should be Mondesi and not Bobby Witt Jr. Uh, watch for Nicky Lopez again. Uh, I like Nicky Lopez. I think that he hasn't been given a fair shake. I think he can be someone like like Whit Merrifield, how Whit Merrifield just was just screwed over over and over and over again by, by Ned Yost. Ned Yost kept picking Christian Colon over Whit Merrifield. And if he followed the Rose farm system, even before Merrifield got up there, everyone was wondering why he's not playing in the big leagues. And you kept picking Christian Colon. Uh, Nick- Nicky Lopez has gotten a little bit of that. That's why he's already, uh, what, 25 years old. But you got to give him some playing time. When is he going to play? He's got an eight-season at-bats this year. When is he going to play, Matt Matheny? Again, this is not about winning anymore. I don't want to hear anything from Matheny about winning. He's lost that right whenever you start 3-7, and and a lot of these losses can be attributed to some dumb thing that Matheny's done. You've lost that right to talk about winning. So you need to play Nicky Lopez. We need to see what Nicky Lopez can be. Other than that, though, nothing else matters. I mean, Ryan O'Hearn, sure, how does he look at first base? Uh, Dozier, again, sure, how does he look? An all-star at right field. Can you turn him into a prospect that you want to keep around or that you want to trade off? What is Dozier going to be whenever he comes back? But other than that, this season doesn't matter. This season only matters for a couple of guys, and that's why it's so frustrating to watch this this baseball team. Nothing matters. Nothing matters. They can go lose 10 to nothing. They can go win 15 to nothing. It does not matter. They've already buried themselves, and we're only a couple of days into the season. But that's what happens. And that's how the cookie crumbles. And maybe in a couple of years, you know, two, three, four, five, we can actually have a podcast about meaningful baseball. Which is why, again, I I tried to spend the last few weeks and the last few months uh, doing that. You know, acting like it mattered. And saying that they could compete. And, you know, living and dying by every pitch. Because now it's over. The ride's over. And now we can come on here every day, keep it to the 15 minutes that's supposed to be, and just talk about a few guys that may be overperformed or underperformed and get out of here. So that's all for today. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore styles at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Lockdown Royals.